black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been a week. It has been a week filled with a whole bunch of illness. I mean, uh, Harrison, he, you know, just got diagnosed not so long ago with now hand, foot, mouth disease. So I don't know if I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but he was exposed. So then this week he was running high fevers intermittently off and on. And then he got these little rashes on his hands and on his ears and on his feet. And I was like, here it is, right? Hand, foot, and mouth disease. So He's been dealing with it's a whole bunch of just like feeling like irritated and having a fever and sluggish and things like this. But he felt a little bit better this weekend, but definitely not himself. So whenever Harrison is sick, it's like everything else just sort of slows down dramatically because he's just sort of glued to you. And then we're taking him back and forth to the ER, that kind of thing, and virtual visits and trying to sanitize because hand, foot, mouth disease is highly contagious. So, you know, I don't want to get it and then pass it on to my pregnant patients. So it's been, it's been quite the task this week, in addition to just a whole bunch of virtual meetings and things like that. So same old mommying, just mommying. Okay. What is hand, foot, and mouth disease? It's a virus that's really common in toddlers and it causes, it's almost like the flu because it's caused by Coxsackie virus, which common cold is like rhinovirus. The flu is influenza. This is Coxsackie, right? And, but it's a virus that acts like the flu. So you have fever, chills, body aches, that kind of thing, except for you can have uh, a rash, right? A rash that, and blisters on your hands, your feet, and in your mouth. So a lot of kids describe sore throats. They can have blisters in their mouth, canker sores, that kind of thing. And they also have, you know, the hallmark rash on their hands and their feet. So that's why it's called hand, foot, and mouth disease. It's usually self-limiting. It it lasts for about a week, a week and a half, and then it's gone. But it's super common in in young kids. Oh, my goodness. That really sucks. Well, I hope that Harrison is on the upswing and he's feeling better. Yeah, he's acting like his normal self. I mean, definitely Thursday and Friday, he was like, I don't feel good. My throat hurts. I don't feel well. He was definitely out of it. Um, Saturday, he felt a little bit better, but then towards the second half of the day, he was sluggish again. And then today he felt better, but I mean, of course, we didn't go to church or anything like that. We just sort of stayed inside because, you know, he's infected. 
Now, he hadn't had a fever for over 24 hours, so he shouldn't be contagious at this point. But, you know, we were just sort of sitting, waiting for him to spike another fever. Just waiting. It's been a miserable, like September and this month have been awful. It's just been a rough cold and flu season for sure. Well, I hope that you all get better. Like I, I, I know that you said that he's feeling better and his fever is coming down, but hopefully, you know, going to school, I feel like schools for little kids are Petri dishes. So hopefully going to school, they don't pass whatever else they have around and you all get a, a little bit of a break, at least for, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because we can't have November and December be like this, too. I am praying. So, I mean, it was parent-teacher conference day, Thursday and Friday. So all the kids were out Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Sunday. So hopefully that's enough to, like, kill the germs in the classroom. So when he goes back this week, it'll be it'll be good, hopefully, prayerfully. But, girl, you're right. It is definitely Petri Fest up in there. The germs in a kindergarten classroom are like, yes, toddlers, you know, just, yes, we can spread. We live forever because that's what they do. But either way, girl, how was your week? Um, my week was busy. Um, it was actually, it was actually slower than normal, but it was still busy. There were a lot of events. And then, um, one of my, like, Close friends and former coworkers passed away last week. So I went to his funeral on Friday. And it's just something about, you know, I I wish that there was some way that we could all just come together um, in general without it ever being like a funeral, right? Like, can't we all just like have a like a, a get together so that people can stay in touch rather than it be, you know, us collecting for uh negative purposes but yeah it was good to see some of my fo- former co-workers and some people that I used to hang out with so that was the positive note of that but like you know life is life is short and the older I get the more I'm reminded of it um not to be morbid don't want to bring the the tone of the episode down but yeah that's what how my week was I mean that's not even about bringing the tone of the episode down that's just like life lifing right like Things like this happen all the time. I hate that if this is somebody close to you, I assume that they're like our age, like they're younger. And whenever you have someone that passed away, I feel like when you have someone that passes away before the age of like 65, it's like, what happened? You know? Um, So that's, you know, always a mystery of like, what happened? But you just never know. I mean, when you're going to go or how you're going to go. You don't know the time or the hour, people. Time or the hour. So stay right with Jesus. They right. right. Oh, Lord. I mean, that's real. Like, it just is just so much that's happening, right? Um, I don't know. It's, you know, we're, we came out of the pandemic and you would think that people would appreciate life a little bit more since we went through a few years of not knowing, you know, what the next day was going to bring. And I just feel like it's worse now, right? Like, I feel like, you know, how the old folks used to be like, we live in the end times. Well, it really feels like it. It does. It really feels like it. Can we go back to the beginning? Like, not all the way to the beginning, but can we go back to before everyone was just so, like, like, it just feels like everyone is just one moment away from losing it. And, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting place to live in. I just, you know, I I would like to live in a more positive, uplifting, like, you know, 
cohesive place, but it just doesn't seem like that's the way that the world is right now. So, Well, Janine, I'm really sorry for your loss. Thanks, Nicole. Well, um, I just hope our listeners had a better week than we had. How have y'all, how's y'all's week been? Because listen, we need to be uplifted right now because I, my toddler's been sick. Janine's been mourning the loss of her friend. Like what are y'all doing? Tell us some good news. Like, has anybody got some really good prime deals that they had caught last week? Like, let us know about it. Anything we should be buying our kids and our family members this Christmas season. Let us know about that. How y'all been? Yes. I was literally on prime deals last week. That is a good thing. And no, we are not endorsed by Amazon, but we all know that we use it. So, but Prime, let me tell you something. Every time that there's a Prime deals, I feel like even if it's not a real sale, it feels like it's a sale because it's just like it comes and then it's convenient and you know it's going to be here like tomorrow. It's just, oh, love it. So yeah, tell us, tell us, you know, what y'all got in Prime Day and or Prime Day one and two. And then tell us if there's something that you think that we would like. You know, we always like fun shopping things. And while you're on Amazon, if you listen to us on Amazon, which you could, or anywhere else that you listen to us, make sure that you're like liking, rating, reviewing. Please do it. Thanks. All right, Janine. So what's on our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So I chuckle because this is a very interesting one. So, Nicole, today's episode is probably going to be a little shorter than our episodes normally are because today's timeline topic is not really from like a story or a situation. This popped up on our timeline today. And like I said, it's not a story or situation. Rather, it's kind of just a simple question that was posed by Justin LeBoy. And for those who don't know, you have to be living under a rock. Just go on Instagram or Twitter or I don't know that he's on TikTok, but just go look up Respectfully Justin and you will find him. And he is actually kind of funny and comical and like, you know, tongue in cheek, kind of funny, kind of make you think sometimes, right? But the question was this, ladies, how do y'all decide who gets to hit raw? I paused intentionally. So Nicole, I wasn't really like shocked, honestly, by the question because that's Justin, right? Justin, honestly, like that's a a fair question. And Justin kind of gives us that like, (sighs) think about this, that you really are portraying to be one thing and might be something else. He gives us those kinds of questions, right? Um, But the responses, Nicole, the responses in the comment section had me shocked had me a bit scared. Well, not really scared. I shouldn't say scared because I'm not on the market anymore. So I'm out the game. So I wasn't really scared, but I was nervous for my friends, for y'all, for the the people who are still in the game, because the comment section was a little like, oh, like clutch my pearls, kind of a little concerned. So yeah, I'm just going to call it tragic. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just going to say it was not really what I expected. So there were some comments that stood out to me, right? And the comments said things like, we just kind of find out once we are already in it. Um, One person said the mental connection. Actually, a couple people said mental connection. And then someone said, if he pulls out a condom on the first night, then you let him hit a raw. Um, They didn't say you let it hit him raw, but it says if you pull out a condom on the first night. 
you guys get the rest. Um, and then it said, you know, a couple people said, you know, we put their names in a hat. Someone said, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo." Someone said, "We just know um, spidey senses of who deserves it." Okay. And then someone said, only if you are my man, like my man, my man, which kind of understandable. And then someone said, go to the clinic, let the clinic decide. That sounds like the most reasonable thus far. Um, there were a couple of comments, but this one was interesting. It said, if I can't trust you enough to hit raw, then you ain't hitting. Which, honestly, if you really think about it, sounds kind of fair. And then a couple people said boyfriends only. A lot of people said vibes. Someone said if he has no kids. Interesting philosophy, but just because he doesn't have kids that he knows of or that you know of doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe. But again, Janine's not over here judging, just giving you all the comments. Someone said, I hate condoms. Someone And these, mind you, all of these comments that I'm mentioning are from the women who have responded, right? Someone said, um, someone that I would have a child with would be someone that she would allow to raw dog. Comment section was popping up. Problems, you know, I'm not going to read all of them. But here are some very interesting ones. Someone said, honestly, if he's got a wife, I know he ain't bringing nothing back home. Pause. Someone said marriage. Someone said Someone with a couple of dollars. So, you know, we started getting into the money conversation, right? Someone said hygiene, baby. And someone said net worth. Back to the money conversation. They said, this one was actually kind of comical. He said, he that pays all thy bills shall feeleth all. Amen. Someone said, depends on who Miss Kitty likes the most. And the comment that hurt my heart probably the most said, I talked to God about it. And after he says no, I step out on faith. Lord have mercy. So then the guys started chiming in. They said things like, most women lie about this. Most often, men are the ones who decide whether to go raw or not. Someone, another guy said, this is simple. Whoever bought them, a wing combo. Another guy said, they don't. Legs are open 24-7. Another guy said, Y'all got babies by bums. Anybody can hit raw. This comment was kind of interesting. It said, all these girls are lying. They all ask if you got one. My answer is always no. And she still proceeds anyway. I don't know what the question is even for. Someone said, because he said he's with only you. And then someone said, it doesn't matter. They will blame it on the alcohol. They said that the females needed to stop lying. They said, basically... If you're really attractive, they get a, women get offended if you pull out a condom. So it sounded like the guys are kind of saying that the girls aren't really feeling the condoms. And the comments that are in the comment section might not be honest. So there were a couple of girls that had a little bit more sense. They said things like someone that's my husband. A lot of people said if they see the my chart and it seems that it's clear. Someone said, man, you got to. You got to make your husband wrap up these days. Um, and then she went on to say, the only person that she trusts to touch her is herself. One comment seemed to be like really straight from my heart, kind of what something that I would have said. And it said, 
and I'm paraphrasing, it said the fact that everybody is saying results, knowing dang well, they never asked anybody for a test result, a high school diploma, a driver's license, or any other kind of test. It says, and ain't had a well woman exam since their mama took them. Mm. Or since they had their last kid, the cap on this app is insane. That's kind of how I felt. There's a lot of people who were baby mamas and such in the comments talking about, oh, I'm going to wait on my husband. But again, Janina's not here to judge. Now, Nicole, I know at some point we're probably going to get Dr. Plenty. But before we get to Dr. Plenty, I'm going to ask you, like, you know, as Nicole, what do you think is a good way to decide who should be permitted to not use a condom or not? You know, I was really trying not to go Dr. Plenty on this because I just felt like I was going to sound like really judgmental, right? I just, I read through the comments. I read them over and over again. And, and mind you, the question was to women and uh, there were a lot of men chiming in on their two cents. So I'll say, Men, this was not your question. This was not your question. But a lot of men were basically just cheapening women in the comments. You know, whoever buys up a hot wing platter, really? Like, maybe the girls you mess with, you know, that tells us what kind of women you mess with. But I just thought that some of the comments were very uh, belittling and cheapening of women. But uh, I would say, you know, having been someone that takes care of people that have high risk pregnancies, having been someone that deals with and diagnoses congenital syphilis and babies all the time. I mean, you just don't know that one night people are like, Oh my God, the worst fear they have is they end up pregnant. No, think about ending up pregnant with a child that has like congenital blindness and deafness because the person you had sex with has syphilis. And you didn't know about it because right now that's what's going on. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Syphilis is out there. It is worse than chlamydia right now. And that is one that can really cause your kid to, to come out with some issues with their eighth nerve. So, um, yeah, I mean, if that is not reason enough for you to make sure you know the penis that's going inside of your vagina, I don't know what is. I would just caution people and say, I don't think that. I mean, who am I to judge people if they have sex before marriage or not? But you have to be careful with who you select and who you are allowing into your spaces. And and I would definitely say, at least it's someone you should be in some type of committed relationship. And you should have an open and honest conversation about who you're having sex with besides each other. And you should also take that step to get tested. Now, mind you, you can get tested and test negative for things, even such as HIV, and then be positive, right? Because you just haven't seroconverted to positive yet. So for me, a negative STD test doesn't really tell you anything. So I would say if you're in a committed relationship with somebody for three months and you're using protection and then you get STD tested and it's still negative, then then you may consider um, having sex without a condom because usually your seroconversion of HIV is going to be about three months, right? So if he hasn't seroconverted in that time, then you are likely safe. Now that is somebody that you trust. Um, of course, 
ideally everybody wants to wait before marriage until marriage but as the comment said nowadays you have to wear condoms with your husband because people are out here they they people out here i mean they are out here doing things husbands and wives are cheating on each other it is just like the spirit of sexual fluency so i do think you need to have an open and honest relationship with whoever you're going to have sex with and be transparent and say I'm not having sex with anybody else. So you having sex with somebody else? Okay, well, we need to have sex with just each other. Wrap it up when you feel comfortable. You get tested. It's negative. Then you can talk about having sex without a condom. Okay, I, but ideally, you need to wait until you get some papers on somebody and and or, you know, a ring. I'm just saying, because let's say you end up with a baby. Babies are expensive. And people are like, oh, he's a good man. He's going to take care of his baby. Girl, you don't know that. You do not know that. And if he's bringing you something back and now you have a special needs child because of some STD, come on now. We just have to be a little bit smarter about this. Just, just a little bit smarter about the number of sexual partners that we're having. And I'm not knocking people who are like, you know, they are women that want to be pleasured. I understand that, but I do think it is something to be responsible when you are, you know, dibbing and dabbling all over the place. You got to be, you got to be comfortable, confident that this person is not going to bring you back anything. That, that's all I'm saying, Jenny. I agree with you, Nicole, but I feel like it's a crapshoot, right? Because you, we've heard instances of where you know, it's the first person that someone sleeps with and they are in committed relationship or at least they think they're in a committed relationship and then their partner, husband even, are not being faithful and then voila, now all of a sudden someone has something or you are pregnant with a child with special needs and, you know, those those are the kinds of things where you're like, but I did everything right, right? But so it's not, nothing is really 100% unless you're abstaining and, you know, obviously when you get married, you're not supposed to abstain. So, you just got to pray to the Lord that your husband is not cheating or your wife, if for the men that are listening, is not cheating. And and that, you know, you all were honest to your vows and you're not being in a situation where you could get something from your spouse. Right. So it but honestly, it's a crapshoot and you have to be understanding that when you do this, just like when you when you think about it. Right. Like when you get behind the wheel of a car, you you hope and pray that the, you know, the tires stay up and then, you know, nothing happens and you don't have any accidents, but you do understand that there is a possibility that there could be an accident, right? Like that's the same thing when you have sex with someone without protection, point blank period, right? Whether you're in a months long committed relationship or you're married, you can't guarantee that the other person, you hope and pray that they're honest and upfront with you and that they're not cheating, but you never know. And we've seen instance after instance where that's happened. So I don't, I don't know now. And I'm going to be very honest, Nicole, like that's part of the reason why I didn't like dating, right? Like how do I, it's that weird, awkward situation of like, oh, like, I don't want to have sex with you and I don't want you to be offended that I don't want to have sex with you. But like, I don't really trust that you're not like, that's an awkward place to be in. And typically relationships at that point tend to go south because you're like, well, I'm not about to sleep with you because I don't trust you and I don't know you well enough to trust you. So that it's just a lot. And then 
what happens when you're in a relationship and you're like, wait a second, I'm not even 100% sure that this man is being faithful to me. Now, now are we backtracking? It's all kind, there are all kinds of like, you know, tricky situations that make it really awkward. And honestly, like, you just really are hope it you're you're going on a wing and a prayer literally because you don't know what these people are doing you don't know and it's scary when you think about it but at the same time you have to be grateful i literally while i was writing this episode i was like i'm beyond grateful that i have not contracted anything because you get it's not just from sex it's from all of the other fun stuff that that adults like to do right but like you have to be grateful because you don't know and freak accidents do happen. And we know people who they've happened to. It just, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. What do you think, Nicole? No, I agree with you. Um, I think that accidents really do happen. And I think that we aren't careful enough, but I also think that there's something to be said about just honesty. I just feel like people don't want to be, to have honest and candid conversations about what their expectations are in a relationship, if they're in a relationship or not, if they're in a relationship with other people or not. Because guess what? If you're having sex with one person and then that person is having sex with somebody else, guess what? You're in a relationship with other people. So you have to know if you're in a relationship with one person or if you're in a relationship with multiple people. And I think that people are so cowardly that they can't own that. And, and then there, therein lies a problem. That's how people ended up end up with STDs. That's how people end up snapping on people and killing people because you don't because you don't know. So I just you know if you're gonna be dibbing and dabbling, at least be honest with the person that you're with, so that they can dib and dabble with a condom. And be safe. Agreed. Just I I think that the that you hit the nail on the head. The, the most important point of this is honesty and awareness, right? Because part of this issue is also people say like, oh, you know, you, I want test results. First of all, people who say that they go to the clinic with someone else, quit it, please. I've never seen a couple go to the clinic together, ever. Unless they've already been intimate. But let me say that, right? Now, Asking to see someone's my chart, seeing their test results. Yeah, fair, right? But like, make sure that y'all actually doing it. Not y'all, make sure that we, we'll just say we as a whole are actually doing it. And it's not just for people who are dating. It's for people who are in marriages too, right? Hey, let's let's make sure we get our checkup, right? Make sure everything is still copacetic. We're not having any issues. All of those things. And let's slide a STD test in there while we're at it. Just saying, I think that it's better to be safe. Well, I think it's, I don't even want to say better to be safe than sorry, because it's not something that you can really control. I think that it's better, it's best to be as safe as you possibly can and to utilize all of the the methods of protection that you possibly can. That's just me. I just feel like, Janine, if you're in a marriage and you have to go get STD tested, that's a sad day in hell, Right. I mean, that really means you cannot trust who you're with if you are literally going to the clinic with or without them. It doesn't matter, but you don't trust who you're with and or, and or meaning you don't know if they've cheated, but you suspect they're cheating. And so you want to be safe and get tested. Or if you know they're cheating and you go to the clinic together, I mean, that's 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 horrible. 
And I think people like really brush off. And I and then we talk about it on the podcast all the time. Like, oh, you can get counseling, you can work through infidelity, da da da. da. But like, we say that too much. Like that that thing should be held to a high standard. Like you, that should not be the norm. And it's the norm. It's like, oh, well, everybody's spouses cheat. Really though? Like, is that really what people are doing? People out here married in the streets. That don't make no sense. Well, we know that, well, we know it to be true. Right? So we But my do. thing is, if it's true, like leave, right? Like if you're like, I am one foot out of the door, I've already told him, I don't want him, I am leaving. Okay, fine, do you boo? But and now he's aware. But you like really in the street and lying? Like you're not trying to get divorced. You're like literally like lying, like you're living a double life and telling your husband one thing and then going to do another? Or telling your wife one thing and then lying about having a wife? Well, that's why I said you hit the nail on the head with the honesty part, right? Because it, it's the lying that is the issue, right? Because if you tell someone, hey, I am out here doing whatever, because, you know, there are things that happen, right? Like people have open marriages and we're not here to judge. Do what you want with your marriage, right? We're not doing it, but you can do what you want with your marriage. There are people who have open marriages and then they get tested regularly because they know what the risk is and the dangers are of sleeping with multiple people, right? So it's the lying portion that is the issue. And to your point, Nicole, if you're out here just cheating all willy-nilly, just leave. What you cheating for? Like, if you can't have a conversation with the person that you're with, you don't love them enough to be honest with them, then you don't love them enough that you should be with them. But that's a whole nother episode. But yes, I agree with you, Nicole. Like, if you're in a marriage and you feel like you just have to be out here doing whatever with whoever and you can't be honest with the person that you're with, you shouldn't be with them. Just saying. All right, Janine, are you ready to read through some of these letters from our listeners? Let's do it. All right. The first letter says, Nicole and Janine, let me start by saying I'm a career woman who is motivated, focused on my money and knows what I want. And I know I don't want to be tied down in a serious relationship. My issue is I like sex and I swear I'm allergic to condoms. I've tried numerous different types and none of them react well to my body. Because I'm being as safe as possible and like it raw, I usually recycle, quote unquote, my men for my pleasure to not add to my body count. Now, one guy who I've recycled a few times over the past few months is trying to get serious. He recently asked what I was doing for Thanksgiving because he wants me to meet his family. I like this guy and all. And honestly, love the D, but I don't want to be pranced around like I'm a future wifey. So I'm thinking about going ghost and adding a new man to the rotation, one who won't take the rawness so seriously. When I confided in my sister about my hesitations about meeting my guy's family and thoughts about dropping him, she told me I was acting too fast and being reckless and that it was time for me to settle down or that I would be alone. Ladies, does having a few trusted men make me reckless? If I'm someone who isn't ready for a serious relationship, how else do I ensure my own pleasure while being safe? Signed, Camille. 
Wait, she said that she's not using condoms with these people or she is? No, she's not using condoms, girl, because she says she allergic to condoms. But she's recycling oh, the men that she knows. Okay, but because- are they... I have a lot of questions here. Okay, so I, I, I did hear you correctly. I was just making sure that I heard you correctly because I'm a little concerned. You don't want to be in a committed relationship with these people, which means that they're likely not in a committed relationship with you, which means that you're not just sleeping with the few men that you're recycling. You're sleeping with everybody that they're sleeping with and everybody that those people that they're sleeping with are also sleeping with and so on and so forth. You know, like compound interest, you have compound partners. That's what's happening. And I get it that you're allergic to condoms. Most women have some allergy to latex, right? Especially, like, I just believe that, I don't know, maybe it's not most. Dr. Plenty might be able to tell us that. But I just believe that latex is an irritant in the vagina because it's weird, right? But it's a foreign object in your vagina the same way a foreign penis in your vagina is, is, could irritate it, Right. I, I understand that you are saying that you're being safe because you're recycling these men, but the reality is, is that's not really safe. And if we're doing math, whether it's girl math, boy math, whoever kind of math we're trying to do, that ain't it, sis. It's not. It's just not. And I'm not saying you're promiscuous. That's not what I'm saying because you were very clear about the fact that you didn't want to increase your body count. So you're not picking up soul ties along the way. You're keeping the same ones that you've had. That's not the issue. The issue is really genuinely your safety. Like, you can't track down where the disease comes from, right? If if one of the guys that you're sleeping with is sleeping with five other girls and they're, those girls are sleeping with 10 other guys, girl, I, I mean, those numbers are, are startling. We're going to have to find you something else. Like, if you're allergic to condoms, I mean, have we tried female condoms? Like, have we tried have have we tried anything that I know you said you tried several, but have we exhausted all of the possibilities? I'm very concerned. I am. And the fact I'm more concerned by the fact that you are very clear with the fact that you don't want to settle down. So. Yeah. And this guy, he wants to introduce you to his family and you don't seem to be interested. Actually, you're very clear that you're not interested. So I'm, I, I just want to know what the end game is here. Cause it, it's, this is a slippery slope. Even if we keep recycling these same three or four men or however many men there are, we, I'm concerned. I think that we should really like pump the brakes for a second until we can evaluate what exactly it is that we want. And if we just want to have, you know, a selection of men that we can be comfortably intimate with, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to ask them to be exclusive if you don't want to be exclusive, but I I don't think that this is safe. What do you think, Nicole? Oh, Janine made you feel safe, huh? Oh, she made you feel like you're being responsible. That ain't responsible. You're recycling people, and I don't even know how many people are on the rotation, right? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it's, if you're recycling one man because you're traveling a lot, but you're only having sex with that one man, he's only having sex with you, I could see you recycling that, right? Like, it's like Oprah and Stedman. I'm sure Stedman's just recycled D, right? They're not married. She's recycling the D, okay? 
Because why? She don't want anybody that don't have money, that's not established, and or uh, not somebody's going to put pressure on her to get married because she doesn't want to get married, right? So he he fits into that peg for her. But if you're recycling multiple people, she said put a new one in the rotation. That's just not smart because let's say you are having intercourse with this person once or twice a month and then you're having sex with somebody else once or twice a month. That means that the three of y'all are having sex once or twice a month, right? But who are they having sex with when they're not having sex with you? Like, are y'all all together and y'all all know? Like, are y'all swinging and y'all all getting tested regularly? Like, tell me how that's safe. Like, are you aware of the other sexual partners? And maybe she is. Maybe she is. Maybe they have a contract, sex contract, because people do this kind of stuff, girl. And then they decide to get pregnant together, right? These polyamorous relationships. I have had patients like that. No, not. But if that's the case, that means that all of you guys are consensually having sex with one another. But it doesn't sound like this is what's going on, because she about to boot him all the way out of the rotation and she didn't say, I got to take a vote from the other people in the rotation to see if he's booted out or not. She didn't say that. She just said she is talking about booting him out and putting somebody in, in the rotation, which means to me, maybe he doesn't understand that he's in the rotation, right? He wants to introduce this woman to his family. Maybe he thinks that she's the only one. And because he's getting more frequent rotations, because the D is so good, according to her, Maybe he's getting serious because of that. I think that she needs to be honest with him and say, listen, hey, we're having fun. That's all I want is fun. And I don't want to meet your family. If that's going to be a problem, then maybe we don't need to have intercourse anymore. I mean, she can be that honest and say, hey, I'm just using you for the D. And I say that because, Johnny, most men don't mind you using them for the D. If you tell them straight up, this is what it is. Take it or leave it. Most of the time they're going to take it, right? But I think that her sister is right. This this is reckless unless you have a contract with other people that they can't they cannot break. But you know what I say? Contracts are meant to be broken. So even if you have somebody that touches and agrees that, hey, we're only going to have sex with the three of between the three of it, the four or the five of us. And if we get bored, we just switch it up between the five of us. That doesn't mean that somebody is not going to have a good time, get them some couple shots of Patron, and then all of a sudden have one off rotation, right? And so that's where it gets a little bit dangerous and a little bit reckless. Now, let's talk about this condom allergy because I can't stand this. Just people come in my office uh, with unplanned pregnancy saying they're allergic to condoms. Like 16 and 17-year-olds say that kind of stuff, right? But if you're like a grown woman and you are about your stuff, like this woman talking about she about her business, she about her money, you cannot possibly say the reason you don't wear condoms is because you're allergic to condoms. What 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 part is it that you're allergic to? Is it the latex? Because girl, there's a lot of latex-free condoms. There's skin condoms. There's lambskin condoms. There's a lot of different types of condoms now. So condoms are not what they were in the '90s right? When you had latex only, or you had to figure out what to do. There's a lot of different kind of like very ultra sensitive condoms. So you really don't have an excuse, especially if you're going to put people on rotation, then you really do have to wear a condom because like I said, contracts are meant to be broken. So if somebody goes against the contract and that's even, that's if she's smart and she has a contract with the rotation, right? 
She didn't say nothing about the contract, so I don't I don't know if that's the case. But even if you are smart and you say, hey, this is what it is, we're not going to have sex outside of the five of us or what have you, somebody's bound to break. One of the five of you are bound to break, break the contract. But especially if people are operating in a silent contract they don't know about, girl pie, you need to find something that works for you. Keep trying them out. Try a different condom at a time. But, you know, you can't be alerted to every condom. You cannot be alerted to every condom. And if you really are, then you really need to, like, kick down your rotation to, like, one. And then you're like, what can I do to ensure my own pleasure while being safe? Girl, you can't get an STD from a rabbit. You cannot get an STD from a dildo. Not unless you use it with somebody else that also has an STD. But for the most part, that that's very safe. And, you know, toys, sex toys, you wash with warm soap and water to keep it sanitary. And you put it in your cabinet or in your drawer or wherever you have it. But that is a surefire way to ensure your own pleasure while being safe. Okay. Put the dildos on rotation. Don't put the men on rotation because they, they, they got dirty deeds. They out here bad. From the comment section on the timeline, they out here bad. And as Homeboy said, anybody that gets a chicken wing platter will let you hit raw. So you think you're the only one? Oh, okay. You're going to end up with something that the gift that keeps on giving, the package. Don't don't be dumb about this. Yeah, Nicole, I agree. I I wasn't trying to give her a pass. I was just trying not to be judgmental. I just, yeah. I guess I judged her. I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did judge her. Sorry. It's okay. I think that's what they write in for, Nicole. Okay. So here we have another one. This one says, hi, friends. I have a question. I'm writing you because I want an answer, but I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm even having to ask such a question at this age. I'm 68. And after 40 years of marriage, my husband wanted to move back to Nigeria where he hasn't lived for more than 50 years and I've never lived. So after much discussion and much pain, we decided that we were getting a divorce. I was devastated at first. We both were, honestly. But we've now become used to our new roles in each other's lives as friends. And while it still hurts to think I may never see him again in the flesh, I have many more years ahead of me. And I decided that I was going to get out and date again. I've met a few gentlemen since I've been dating for, you know, the past two years or so that I really enjoy. I have been seeing three of them consistently for the last six months now. And we have been intimate. I really don't like condoms. I'm also... Not as slick as I was in my 20s, so the whole process of using a condom is a bit cumbersome. Also, the men that I am with are well into their 70s, so I have to strike while the iron is hot, if you know what I mean. My question is this. Do you think it would be safe for me to stop using condoms with my male friends at this age? Best, Melinda. Melinda is out here being hot in these streets. Listen, 68, still getting your groove on. I ain't mad at it. Listen, I, there's a lot of questions I have about your relationship and why the other one failed. 
Like, how dare your husband decide to, if that's a deal breaker, how dare him decide he want to go back to Nigeria and leave his wife? So much to get a divorce. Like, really? Like, I cannot believe that he would choose to move back home as opposed to stay married. But that's a whole nother question because who knows? He could have had like somebody on the side back at home in Nigeria and, and you weren't by to be in a foreign country um, that you don't know of. Right. I, I, I completely get now moving to another country and and living out the rest of your life there with people you don't know. So I understand uh, why you don't want to go. But I am having a hard time struggling with the fact that your husband allowed you to divorce him and him move up across like overseas to Nigeria. That doesn't make any sense to me, but back to you. So, um, is it okay to stop? No, it's, it's not. Listen, the saddest thing that I've seen is whenever there's older women, more mature women that their husbands have passed away and they're like getting their second win, right? Like they're dating again. They're in their late sixties or early seventies and they are just trying to find love. So they won't die alone. And then lo and behold, they end up getting with someone and maybe marrying the man. And then they end up with, uh, with cervical cancer, right? Why? Because the D is not, it, it can be dirty. It can be very, very dirty. And if you, you're too old to have been vaccinated against HPV, which causes cervical cancer. And why are these men single? So the first thing I would ask while I'm dating someone that's of a mature age is why are you single, right? So if he is widow or he's a widower, then I would say, what did your wife die from? I know that's like sort of like morbid to even think of, but if she died of cancer, then more than likely the D is carrying a virus that caused the cancer, okay? That, that kind of stuff happens. And men will have two wives that both died from cervical cancer. Why? Because the D is carrying the virus, right? HPV virus can live forever. It, it does not, it lives forever. Like when you're younger, you can clear the virus quickly, but when you're older, you can't. And men can walk around and it does, it can cause, you know, testicular cancers and stuff like that. But for the most part, men with HP, men walk around with HPV and they're completely asymptomatic. And so I, what I would ask is the person that used to be married to or any woman that you've been with, have they had an abnormal pap smear? Did they die of cervical cancer? And, and really, this is what women that are in their 60s and 70s, this is what y'all need to be thinking about. Like, what did the other women have that these men are messing with? Because if they had cervical cancer or an abnormal pap smear, the D that they let that go in raw is carrying that virus, which is then going to be to you unless you were somebody that got vaccinated against that virus. So I would say to, what's her name, Johnny? What's her name? Melinda. Don't risk cervical cancer with somebody you don't got no new papers on. So Melinda, mm-mm. No, 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 no. That oldie got old dormant viruses, okay? So, uh, yeah, you still need to have uh, protected sex just because you can't get pregnant doesn't mean you won't get something brand new up in these streets or some virus that causes cervical cancer. Yep, I went Dr. Plenty on y'all today. I, I really did today. But y'all need to understand that this is not about just pleasure and loss in the sauce. This is some real stuff that can cause you to need like surgery and chemotherapy and radiation later on. 
So let's just avoid that, that headache and just ask these questions that I told you to. And in the meantime, wrap it up. Now you can get things like HPV, which is the virus that causes uh, cervical cancer. And it can also cause genital warts. And HSV, which is herpes, you can get that even if you use a condom. So you you got to be careful. It reduces your risk, but you can still get it without a condom. So let's not be let's not be silly out here. Let's 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 protect ourselves. Like there's nothing there's nothing worse than a fool than an old fool, right? So Melinda, God, don't be don't be silly. Don't do that. Well, Melinda, I'm glad that you wrote in to us and asked, and I hope that you did not start, um, you, you know, having intercourse without condoms before we got to your letter. Um, so I will say this, Melinda, I, we understand that you've been off the market for, you said you were married for 40 years, so I get it. Like, when you got married, the rules of engagement were very different, right? And I'm pretty sure that we are just, you know, it's like when someone leaves society for a second, right? When we, when they come back to us, we have to reacclimate them to the things that are, are current. And so we are going to acclimate you to what is current. Currently, you need to use a condom. Okay. That's the very simple answer to your question. You need to use a condom. And if you don't like condoms, sorry, get the ones that are like paper thin. I don't know what they're called, but they're like sheer, whatever it's called, right? Like, as Nicole said, there are one bajillion, I'm sure at this point, various kinds of condoms. And honestly, you know, they used to tell me when I was young that you're old enough not to let your wants hurt you. That's what this is. You're not allergic. You just don't like them. Okay. Let me tell you what you're going to like less. Catching something. I don't know if you, I, I would, I would take it, but I don't want to make any assumptions that you're probably in menopause at 68. However, if you're not, you know how interesting it would be to have a baby at 68 years old. Yeah, there's a lot of things that, that we don't want. And to Nicole's point, we don't want to get cancer, Right. Like we really don't want cervical cancer. That's not cool, especially for something that we could have prevented. Like, let's be let's be smarter about this. And we're not called saying that you're not smart. We we think that you are very smart because you actually asked rather than just making said assumptions. But yeah, no, the people out here, they're they're dirty. And the ones that are older, it doesn't make them any more clean. It just means that they have a little few more miles on them usually. So, Melinda, be careful. We want you to be careful because we want you to keep keep on listening and keep on ticking because it's you said you have a lot of life left in you. And the fact that you listen to our crazy behinds, I would assume that you are you are appearing to be a lot younger than what you are, right? And we want you to live out your days in good health and good spirit and we don't want you to have none of these one of these three men mess your your situation up. Okay. So let's keep using the protection. We know you don't like it, but it's okay. The pleasure at the end is going to be worth the, the dislike of this, of the condoms. Okay. And if it's not, then maybe we shouldn't be sleeping with these men. That's a whole nother conversation, but I'm just saying, let's just be safe because it's better to be safe than sorry. Okay. Melinda, we in agreement here. Okay. Thank you. All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? 
Okay, so I went digging around for some statistics because I had a lot of questions, especially based on the comment section from Justin's posts. So I had a lot of questions, so I went digging for some info. So apparently the last CDC survey on condom use was in 2018, which was about five years ago. So I think it might be time for another one, but we're going to go back to the one that happened in 2018. So this survey was among sexually active adults between the ages of 15 and 44. And some of these statistics were a little concerning as well. So one third of men in the United States, according to this survey, say that they use condoms sometimes. So one third, like 33% use condoms sometimes. So the other two thirds are not using condoms any of the times. Let that sink in for a second. 66.6% of men in the United States are not using condoms at all. Okay. So let's, if that's not staggering enough, 19% of men in the United States say they use condoms all of the time. Only 19%. So the rest of them, the rest of the ones that we are teetering on the fence of whether we would like to sleep with them without a condom or not. Just remember that, let me remind you, let's remember that 81% of them are raw dogging it with someone at some point. And let's, let's, you know, break it down by gender. So 60% of women have never used a condom, at least for the year prior to when they were surveyed. Never. That means not at all. And 47% of men never use the condom for the year prior to them being surveyed. And then I went over to NIH and, you know, was looking at condom use for adults that are older since our last um, letter was written in by someone who would be considered a senior in our society. And it says for, for sexually active adults between the ages of 50 and 59, about 24.3% of them use condoms, both male and female. And once we hit 60, so from 60 to 69, that number drops down to 17.1%. So Melinda, if you are still listening, please, dear, please continue to use condoms because only 17.1% of people in your age group are using condoms. And I did not find trends for people in their 70s. However, if I would guess, I think it would be a pretty educated guess that that number probably goes down once you hit your 70s. So let's just use condoms when we can. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? So I too have have a statistic. And um, the thing I found, this is like an article that was in Cosmo magazine because, you know, who doesn't like a good Cosmo article, right? And this was a survey of women. So this is just women. We didn't ask the men. And 70% of women said they had unprotected sex at least once. But 63% said it was deliberate, a deliberate decision. So, so the other 7%, y'all like accidentally had unprotected sex? (laughs) You know, and there was all kind of things like, oh, well, they were intoxicated and like blaming on alcohol and things like that. Okay, so I just assumed that that was like, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm just floored because 
there's only 30% of women that have protected sex, like that just have never slipped up. But the thing that just, it just startles me is that the, the 7% that it was not deliberate. And it wasn't like, because my mind went to, to rape, right? No, this is just like, oh yeah, we just accidentally took the condom off. I accidentally had too many drinks. And that's how you unintentionally had unprotected sex. Y'all, you should not get so drunk that you don't know what's going on with you and your body. Like, really? Are we really, are we really that loose out here? But anyway, I'm not here to judge. I'm just, mm, I just call it how it is. You get loose. That's all I can say. Yeah, we're not judging, but I'm still, I'm also a little bit confused by accidental. Because how does, yeah, I have a lot of questions about the accidental. Yeah. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. And it reads, ladies, respect yourself to be selective with your vaginas. No one deserves to feel all of you until he gives you a commitment to take care of all of you. Until then, just wrap it up. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production.